On today's episode of Senior Quotes, we hit you with the latest MLB news, a lot of basketball, and of course, a Bachelor recap. Let's get into it. Back. Yeah, we're coming back from the President's Day special, which was a weird episode where we, you know, went away from our usual structure and decided to just bring a bunch of Mount Rushmores to the show. Uh, so, to remind the listeners how the show normally works, would you like to explain, uh, you know, how it goes? Yeah, it's been a while, but Aiden and I bring each bring three sports-related quotes to the show. Got to guess who said it or what it's about or who it's about, and you get a half point right for any of those. And whoever has the most points at the end wins. Yes, sir. Um, yep. Pretty pretty quick, clean uh, sum up of that. Well done. All right. Um, who wants to go first? You wanna you wanna start, right, start with your first quote? All right, okay. Sweet. Um, let's do. Do you, you had an? Do you have an NBA quote? Oh, uh, I do have one. Yeah. All right. So I'll start out talking about college basketball then. All right. So good. So here's my quote. It's really short. Just say who said it and who it's about. All right. He's my twin. This is my toughest quote of the um, night. It was really easy the first time I had a quote about this, yeah. but I wanted to make it harder. So okay. he's my twin. Um, are both people involved college basketball players? Yes. Okay. That's Same team. Shoot. Bro, I, I have no idea. It's a tough quote. It's, yeah. it's really abstract. Is there any, like... Don't like don't give me context, but like, is it relevant this weekend? Sure. Sure. I mean, <laughs> because we always talk about them, I want to say like, it makes no sense. But I'm just gonna say like, RJ about Zion. So yeah, I mean you're right, but it's <laughs> it's Zion about RJ. So give me a half. Point. Yeah, it it was weird. Well, actually, I don't know because I got. I mean that's basically it, and it was a tough quote. Yeah. So I'll give you it. All right. Um, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, so, yeah, no idea why he said that, but I was like, <laughs> okay, cool, I'll take that oh, as my quote. All right, maybe because because he's out and RJ's filling in, and recently he's played pretty well despite. I the think UNC he just game. meant it like about like how close they are but yeah. like they're really kind of different yeah right? i was gonna say like, whatever i, I mean, mean i guess they're putting up the same production yeah so i, I mean that's what i want to talk about because i really it took me a while to get sold on rj barrett yeah and i still am unsure and i always say john moran is better but i really sat down today and looked at the stats between john moran and rj barrett and especially rj barrett playing without zion so I'm just going to run through a couple things. And if you did not know that this was R.J. Barrett, you would say that this guy is without a doubt maybe a top one or two pick. So he dominated Team USA in the FIBA U19 for two straight U19 titles and three of the last four. Mm. He had, in, in that last run, he had 38 points, 13 rebounds, and five assists. He had 33 points, six assists in the debut against Kentucky, who is now number one in mm. the country. He had 32 points and played all 40 minutes against the thriller against Florida State while Zion was limited with an eye injury. And even against UNC, Barrett missed a couple shots, but he could not play better and had 33 points and 13 rebounds. And another 30 points against Syracuse. So, these are legit teams. Yeah. And R.J. Barrett has been going off consistently. He has pretty much... 
I don't, I don't, I didn't count how many, but numerous, numerous thirty-plus games. Yeah, and that's alongside Zion. That's without Zion, he's been able to put him up. So what I really want to talk about is is R.J. Barrett, especially now with Zion having a major injury, is he slowly going to be able to take the top spot, or should he stay at that three spot where most drafts have him, or should he bump up to that two? I think he's going to creep up to the two. So, okay. like, I, I just can't see anyone surpassing Zion. Mm-hmm. There's no injury questions with Zion, in my opinion. Like, he's had a few breaks, you know. Like, right now he's out, and uh, like you mentioned with the eye injury. But it's just not enough to say this guy's injury-prone or this guy's soft. I don't think that. I think, it, if anything, Coach Cage is just being cautious. Uh, so you can't really surpass him just yet. But I really think RJ should be taking over from John Morant soon. Because I, I was a little more sold on him early on, but I'm also a big fan of Ja, like we've said. And, and it's tough to pick between one or the other. But RJ's at a tougher school, or, or a better school with tougher competition. And if he can fill in and keep putting up this production like you were mentioning, I mean, it just makes sense so, that he should go to number two. Tougher school, tougher competition, playing along two of the best players in college basketball currently, and he's still putting up these numbers. I looked at John Morant's schedule this year. I mean, win after win after win, but there's no real notable teams. He lost to, I believe at the time, number eight or nine Auburn, who was like one of the most legit teams that he has played this year, and that was a loss. Mm -hmm. He lost to Alabama, who's always pretty solid in the SEC for basketball, so he lost to them. There was another loss to like a no-name school. I mean, like, if you're the guy... I really think that those are must-win games for you, and I don't necessarily know if John Morant has proven himself in terms of this schedule. I think, I think that Zion is that number one spot. I think Zion has it on lock, mm-hmm. but I think the tournament decides who's that too. I think it's either going to yeah. be RJ or John Morant, and I think whoever does better or goes farther, and that might might end up being RJ because of the team he's on. I think that that guy is going number two. I don't think there's. Oh, shoot. All right, sorry. I don't know if we've got the show on my phone because I'm trying to put the link on Snapchat. So my bad. But I don't think there's any debate there because it's the tournament that determines everybody's draft mm-hmm. stock, in my opinion. So, especially here where, you know, you've got a much better team for one player and then a much worse team for the other. And you're just going to have to see who can propel their team further down the tournament and just how you play in the tournament because. You don't necessarily, for Ja, have to get past like the Sweet 16, in my opinion. It's how you play during those games. Obviously, it's going to look even better if you can like make a Final Four run for Murray State. And they're not a bad team as a whole, but yeah, they have much weaker competition. Yeah. Um, and now now I just want to talk about March Madness a little bit. Like That got me very excited to talk about maybe some sleeper teams that we have in here. Like I've seen both Buffalo and Wofford are two teams that people need to take seriously as sleepers. Um, I don't know about you, but I mean, we obviously need... A bracket first yeah. before we can. Really I mean, basically, as of right now, I'm all in on Gonzaga winning it all. You have been saying that. I yeah. think Duke will, will go far. I'm leaning towards potentially UNC going farther, though. I yeah, I'm scared of Duke. I still think that they're built so well for yeah. the tournament, but at the same time, I, I was just saying at dinner that UNC has 16 to one odds from what I saw to win the tournament, and I think that's an awesome bet. Like even just to throw 10 bucks down because. They have Luke May, who's a former champion and knows how to lead the team all the way, and a lot of young talent around them that gets forgotten because of the young freshman at Duke. So with Nasir Lil 
And um, I think it's Kobe Jones or Cody Jones. I forget. Kobe, I think. I think it's Kobe, yeah. I don't know, but he's awesome. He's got great hair. <laughs> and I, I think there's a lot, like, on that team. I think we're going to see somebody, whether it's Little or Jones. Um, i got to check his name. But one of those guys is going to have their stock fly up, too, unless UNC gets upset. So that's how it works. A lot of these guys outside of Zion are going to see a lot of fluctuation for their stock. So in terms of the draft, though, um, with Zion, I, I'm just thinking of not necessarily just the Knicks, but like teams like the Suns and Cavs. If Zion weren't to go first, and there was a lot of talk about maybe Zion locking it down for the rest of the season and not playing until the draft, which I don't think he's going to do as of right now. It doesn't seem likely. No, he's and a, I don't think he, he should, honestly. I, I don't think he should. And I think that would be wrong to do for his team. But I just can't see anyone going first over him and it not shifting the team around like because I feel like with the Knicks you take a, a, another guard-esque player like John Morant or um, RJ Barrett I mean RJ Barrett to a lesser extent John mm-hmm. Morant's like a great passer and I just like who is John Morant passing to that's the thing yeah like John Morant is an exceptional passer probably the best passer in all yeah. of college basketball but he has no one to throw to like that just isn't necessary, and I don't necessarily know if John Morant will bring in as much free agent talent as Zion would. Then you look at RJ. Like, RJ is a scorer, and I think if the Knicks have that second pick, they might actually be better off going with RJ Barrett because I think New York needs a scorer. They don't have a scorer right now, yeah. and I just don't think that there's anyone to pass to. Look at a team like the Suns. I think John Morant would complement that team so well. perfectly so well. i think he would fit in really really well there and you could even if devin booker is to stay would bump down to like a shooting guard more like yeah and just have him shoot lights out off of passes from uh john Morant. and even deandre ayton's gonna benefit off of john Morant too it, it'll be awesome so i think john Morant's ideal landing point would be phoenix and i think zion I is yeah. either i think would either be the Cavs with colin sexton or the knicks yeah so I think one of those two, I, I, in an ideal world, I think that's how the draft should go down. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And I'd be okay with if the Knicks were not to get Zion with an R.J. Barrett pick, I think. Yeah, I, I think you should be. Because I mean, then at that point, I would kind of hope the Cavs got him to play along Colin Sexton. True. And I think I think if that happened, I think it all work out pretty well. All right, first I want to correct myself from earlier. It's Kobe White. It's not Jones. I, I thought it was one or the other, but just anyway. Um, Isn't that a football player, too? It's something. Kobe, White. Isn't like, it on Kobe White is on our team yeah, on BC. Right. That's why I was like, I don't think that's it. Yeah. Right? Kobe with no A in the middle there. Anyway, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I already thought that you should be cool with RJ because he is such a good player, and he yeah. was highly rated coming into the season for a reason. But now without Zion, he's finally showing that he is that superstar, which is why we've talked about in the past. Zion should have gone to his own school and RJ gone to his own. I mean, they want to win a championship, and that's yeah. why they partnered up. But in terms of draft stock, and I mean, finally it's showing out and working out. But they all should have been on their own teams and showing that they could play very well as the centerpiece cornerstone of a team. I saw a lot of uh, like mock draft type stuff and free agent stuff with the Knicks where if they were to get RJ, what exactly they'd be going for in free agency. And I saw that they would potentially be looking more towards trying to land KD and Clay as opposed to KD and Kyrie. Makes sense. And that would be their top priority. Which would also be kind of cool because then I, I guess you would go 
uh, Dennis Smith Jr., RJ, Clay K- KD. Clay KD. I guess if we kept DeAndre Jordan around, I, I don't no, know. No, you yeah. wouldn't afford him. We, so we wouldn't be, like be able to have the money. So Stretching Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson, yeah, at the five. Yeah. Which I, I like Mitchell Robinson. I mean, that's a cool team. Yeah. There's no doubt about it's that. definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, a lot more fun than now. But obviously, uh, getting a little ahead of yourself, in my opinion, Whoa. even still, about KD and Kyrie and Clay and all that. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I do think both um, the Knicks and the Nets are making themselves to become free agent destinations. And we kind of talked about that earlier with, uh, well, before the show, rather, with Devin Booker showing up on D'Angelo uh, Russell's Instagram wearing a Nets jersey. So that's because D'Angelo Russell and Devin Booker are really good friends, and I think it's just really showing D'Angelo Russell's support for getting his first All-Star appearance. But do you think there's anything more underlying in there? Do you think Devin Booker... I, I think the two want to play together. But do you think Devin Booker wants out of the Suns? Because they have a bright future too. I don't know. I feel like the relation, like Devin Booker's relationship with the Suns, has always been kind of iffy. Like I don't know. I just feel yeah, like yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So maybe I, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of like that. I feel like LeBron would have done the same thing. It's just kind of like that tampering sort of True. thing, and I wouldn't think too much of it. But it, yeah, I think it's more so. Not necessarily, like, recruiting him, but I think it would lean more towards Devin Booker not necessarily being happy with the Suns. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't think he's very happy with being in that organization. And then I, I think not necessarily Devin Booker specifically, but, but the free agents that the Nets are going to look towards, in my opinion, are the young restricted free agents that they're going to offer a contract to and maybe the other team matches it. But that makes more sense to me is that the Nets would continue to look for young talent as opposed to the superstars like KD and Kyrie, who I think they can compete for, but not necessarily are guarantees to bring in. And then I still think out of all the superstars that Kawhi and Clay fit the team better than anybody else. I could see Kawhi. I think the most realistic is Kawhi. Yeah. And I feel like he'd be a great Brooklyn guy to have. But at the same time, I don't necessarily know if he's going to leave Toronto. That's my only holdback. If he does leave, though, I could see the Nets being his top landing spot. And it, it makes sense. It's the culture. I mean, Sean Marks, who's our GM, is from the Spurs organization and has the same kind of structure to the team. It, it makes a lot of sense to me. But all of these, in my opinion, are so far-fetched to say right now. All I can say is the Knicks and the Nets are both going to be destinations. But so are the Clippers. Like, Kawhi going to the Clippers makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Jerry West is working wonders. Eh, he's in Memphis now, but he worked wonders the last few years with LA. I'm hot take, but I actually think it's more hopeful, and this is wild because the Knicks are in, currently in last place. But I mean, we do have a big pick coming up in the draft. That for a player to pick New York, like as in both Nets and Knicks, as opposed to the Clippers. I think the, I think New York as a whole is more appealing than the Clippers right now. Maybe it's because it's in the East. Like I, I it's mean, in the East. It's not. It's a lot of competition in, in the West. Yeah. I don't think the Clippers have enough good younger talent. I think there's a lot of hope both I mean, with the Nets and Knicks with young talent. I I actually don't disagree, but at the same time, it's like I, I I'm fond of the Clippers team as well because I love Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's their point guard. He's like six foot six. He's got an amazing frame. And then, other than that, I mean, they brought in Landry Shamit in an amazing draft pick, 2021 Miami Heat pick, 
in the Tobias Harris trade. So that was awesome. But yeah, that means they're looking even further down the road. Yeah, so I just don't see it happening. And yeah. I, I think if Tobias Harris was still around, I think then, that yeah. then then yeah, then I would say Nets and Clippers. But I don't know. I just I like Shay <laughs> Gilgers Alexander is great. But there are some guys, some young guys like Knox or Dennis Smith Jr. on the Knicks who are pretty exciting talent, and all a lot of that core group from the Nets is more exciting, I'd say, than yeah. him. So I think New York is a better spot. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree. For right now, if you're yeah. still trying to like, not necessarily win it all right now, but like be the guy of a team right now, that's sure. where you need to be. And then it brings the question: Do you think uh, before I'll, I'll get into my next quote after this last question, but? Uh, do you think Tobias Harris resigns with Philly? Because he was another guy I really wanted the Nets to go after in free agency. Like he fits that team really well. The Nets need a power forward more than anything else. So now that he's in Philly and he's in a winning situation, and I don't know where all their money's gonna be locked up. Yeah. Embiid and Simmons are coming up soon. Not yet, but soon on contracts. Mm. And then Jimmy Butler, he's on a max already, I think. So it's like Yeah, I I, I could see a guy like Joel Embiid maybe taking a pay cut in order to, yeah. to allow star talent almost like Durant did with the Warriors. I could see them doing that in order to keep this five around because this five is something special. Or in the Redick. East. Redick would probably take a pay cut yeah, for Redick, sure. Yeah, Redick also would take a pay cut. So I, I just think Embiid is a enough of a stand-up guy where he doesn't care about money. He cares about winning. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a guy that just loves basketball. He's a huge basketball guy. So I would like to see this team stick around and really be that eastern powerhouse it is it is a a team pretty equal to the warriors in terms of a full complete all-star five Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't see why he would necessarily want to leave right away i think if everything works out i'd like to see and assess the situation with jimmy butler too before figuring out where if i want to stay and everything but if so like i like that team a lot yeah there was a poll and it was would you rather build your team around joel Embiid or nicole Jokic?" And I, I like Jokic a lot, but I feel like there's no doubt in my mind that um, I'd rather have him be. Like, he just has that work ethic and success already in the NBA. I, at the same time, the Nuggets are pretty close to the top of the West, and I realize they don't have Michael Porter still. He's coming back. I saw a video of him doing a windmill dunk today. Yeah, I saw that. And then Isaiah Thomas just came back and dropped a good amount of points in this return. I love Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. You got wrong That's a cool team. I'm rooting for the Nuggets in the West. Um, Yeah. All right. Let me get to my NBA quote. We did a lot of NBA talk here, but this is a pretty easy one in my opinion. Tell me who said it and um, who it's about, who the blanks are. Uh, All right. From this day forward, we will stop calling Blank the best player in the NBA until he starts playing like it again. On too many occasions, guys are blowing by him. Blank has overcome lesser rosters. Since he's come back, he does not look like himself. Uh, this is Stephen A. Smith about LeBron James. Yes, sir. So yeah. those, are, those are four different quotes taken from today's first take episode where Stephen A. didn't necessarily tear into LeBron, but just said he's no longer the current day best player in the NBA, but that's because of his injuries and just that he's not playing at 100%. He, he didn't say LeBron is not, you know, the most talented in the NBA, because I still think he is, but he's getting older and he's getting hurt a lot more and just not putting the most effort into the league. So Max Kellerman said that the Greek freak is now the best player in the world uh, and that he has a LeBron James passing ability that no one talks about. And I, I don't know. I, I want to get your take on that. I, I'm not sure if 
Giannis is the best player in the NBA right now, but I agree that it isn't LeBron anymore. And you can definitely see that with the defense that he was playing against the Grizzlies last night or the lack thereof. And then Joakim Noah, like, taking him to the post and dunking, that was... I, I had a lot of fun watching that. I know I you didn't. Him, no. Yeah, I know. I hated him as a bull, <laughs> and I hated him even more as a Nick. So, no. Not, like, Joakim Noah is one of the only guys where it's not, like, once a Nick, always a Nick. That guy can <laughs> live and die in Chicago. There you go. All right, but anyway. Uh, um, so, basically, I had basically had the same quote. It oh, was, no. like, a little different, but it... Well, you get a point. Yeah. Uh, or we call it Nolan Void. It's plus Shoot. one for both, I guess. All right, that's fine. So... Yeah, basically LeBron not being the greatest. So I've been saying this for a while now, maybe since the start of Senior Quotes, where I've been talking about this transition, where LeBron is no longer the greatest in the league and it's going to pass on to the next guy. I don't necessarily think that's Giannis. I had been toting for years Anthony Davis and potentially Kevin Durant. I think based on past final moments, key moments, I'd say Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant's league right now. And he is that all-star, that guy. I don't necessarily think that pure athletic ability defines who the greatest in the game is. I think it also matters in terms of how you perform in the finals, if you can get your team to the finals, what key moments you contribute. Like, LeBron had so many of those, and LeBron ne- wasn't necessarily in a given season winning the MVP of the season. Because right now, Giannis could potentially be an MVP candidate, and he even passed recently. They were saying Giannis is the favorite. I mean, it's him, Harden, who's Paul falling George. off, and then Paul George. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't necessarily think it's Giannis, but I, I do think it's becoming Kevin Durant's league. And I think it's going to become Kevin Durant's league even more when he leaves the Warriors this summer. Because I think he's leaving. I'm Listen, like, I don't need to, you know... Say he's going to the Knicks, but I think he's leaving and going somewhere. I don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be the Knicks, but I think Kevin Durant, it's time for him to step up and prove that he is the greatest in the game right now. Mm. And you're going to see this year in the finals, you're going to see the Warriors, you're going to see Kevin Durant do what he does best and win. And after that, you're going to see him take a team, no matter who it is, and bring them up to that caliber of an all star team, of a playoff team of a team that can do well. Whether that's the Knicks, whether that's the Nets, whether that's any team, I think Kevin Durant is going to do that and prove why he is the best. And I think it is his league currently right now because apparently playoff mode has been activated a lot earlier than usual. and It's not working out. It's not working out. I I don't know. I, I just think that potentially, and this is what I kind of want to talk about with my LeBron point, mm-hmm was that I don't think the Lakers are a good team. And this has been talked about recently. I forget who said it, but it really isn't a good team. It's just, it it was, you know, like a poorly made foundation of, it's like, all right, so what does it take to make a team? Let's get veterans. Okay, we got a bunch of bums who were great a couple years ago. Um, What else? Let's get a superstar. Okay, LeBron, he's awesome. Well, he's also kind of on the decline from his prime, which I've been saying now. Um, what else? Young talent. Okay, well, you have Kuzma, who, yes, he was good last year, but is he as big a star as, say, Donovan Mitchell, who's a young talent? No. You have Lonzo. Okay, Lonzo, you have family issues with LeVar, and he's also not a great scoring threat. So, like, I just don't see this working out. It's not working out, and as much as he wants it to, as much... The Lakers might not even make the playoffs this year. And LeBron might not be in the playoffs. 
So he, um, there's twice as high odds of them having a top three pick as opposed to them making the playoffs right now. So it's just like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's just this team is so poorly structured. It, it's built. All right, wait, wait, wait. Magic Johnson is not that smart a guy, and he's pretending like he is like that, and it always has been that way. I feel like, mm. and he's just not someone that should be in the front office of a team. And this is where I got the Jerry West point about the Grizzlies and Clippers earlier. Is because he was first with the Lakers and had a falling out with the Boss family, mm-hmm. ended up leaving, and they went with Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka instead of him. And Jerry West knows how to win as an executive. Sure, Magic Johnson knew how to win as a player in the '80s. But he's, he's building teams that should be playing in the last few decades. All, all of his veterans should be able to shoot. None of them can. Yeah. And then the best shooter on the team is supposed to be like Kuzma, and he's shooting like 33%. And then Le- Le- LeBron has like the highest percentage shooting on the team, and it's like 35 from three. That's terrible, and that's not how you win right now. So one, one stat that I did see is that LeBron is leading in points, assists, and rebounds. <laughs> So, he doesn't lead in steals, if you want to guess who. Actually, here's how you can win your points for this question. Mm. Who's leading in steals for the Lakers? But that's like, because uh, I would, I mean, my. It's not LeBron. It's not LeBron. My gut was Lonzo. Okay, there you go. You got half a point. All right. And who's <laughs> leading blocks? It's not LeBron, and it's not Lonzo. <laughs> uh, I, that's a little tougher. I'm going to go, like, JaVale. Yep. All, All right. right. There you go. It's fair. <laughs> All right. Um, but, yeah, LeBron's averaging 26.8 points per game. 8.8 rebounds per game and 7.8 assists. Those are great numbers. It's nearly a triple double, but it's just not enough. And if you look at the numbers of the other guys up for MVP contention, it's just not nearly there. And just last season, he was on his own with arguably even less on the Cavs and was in the MVP race. I don't know. I just <laughs> I think this this is it's sad to say, but it's the start of the decline of LeBron. Totally. I, I mean, and yeah. So he has had worse teams around him, but he was just a better player at that time. And so if he is declining, you know, it's it's so much more apparent when he's on a team that isn't so well built around him than it would have been when he was on the Cavs with Kyrie um, or even with Isaiah Thomas. Though though they really were falling off last year. And he still brought that team to the final, so never mind. Yeah, it, it's just clear now that without any all-star talent around him, that he's just not the player he has been in the past because he's hurt. I mean, he's still LeBron, and he still would be winning if he was on a winning team and if he was healthy. And he still could sneak in as the eighth seed. And if he does, though, he's going to get killed by the one seed. That, that's yeah. what I think. But maybe if playoff mode actually activates, whatever that means, then he's not going to get killed by the Grizzlies. I just, you know, I never really liked this move to LA from the start. I, 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 I we really thought it was didn't. a business decision. Yeah. And know? it is. And it definitely yeah. is. And I think it buys enough time for my overall ultimate hot take that he will play with his son for a year for one season. Oh, right, yeah. When his Lakers contract is up, yeah. wherever that may be. So, it's possible. It's I don't totally know. possible. Yeah. It's sad, but it's happening. Oh, well, yeah. Uh still supporting MJ as the goat, you know. All right. Um MLB quotes. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Which one do I want to go with first? Both a little long. Um, let's see. Yeah, we'll go with this one. Uh, tell me who said it, who, who slash what it's about. Um, it's a tremendous leap for this organization. It shows everybody what we're all about. It's something we aren't trying to preach or talk about. They went out, signed a player, and got a guy that's going to help us win a championship one day. Who said it's going to be a little tough? But who it's about and you know what it's about should be a lot more apparent. 
Um, I mean, the most major signing was Machado. So mm-hmm. the White Sox and Machado. Ooh, watch your what? Where? Sorry, yeah. sorry, that was a Dan. Yeah, uh, Dan yeah. so much about that. Where did he I, actually sign? He signed with the Padres. There you go. Yeah. Um. So think about it and. There's one or two guys you should know on the Padres other than Machado, in my opinion. Yeah, it's one, it's so probably it's like, one of those big three guys where uh, I I don't know who said it. But okay. Locking um, in Machado. All right, so that's a half point. And the other half is Eric Hosmer, former World Series MVP, I believe, with the Royals. He's definitely a World Series champion. Um, he signed a big five-year deal a few years ago. Everyone thought, what the heck are the Padres doing? They have no talent on their team. Now they have Manny Machado and a lot of young talent coming up from the minors. The Padres are a serious team to think about in a few years. As of right now, I just don't think the Padres are a playoff team even in 2019. But 2020, 2021, I don't think Hosmer is wrong. I think this could be a championship caliber team just because they have so many top prospects. Um, Fernando Tatis, I believe, is the number two or three overall prospect behind Vlad Jr. and Eloy Jimenez. And he's going to be a beast as their shortstop. And Machado at third base, that's an impressive left side of the infield. Got Hosmer, Will Myers. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be kind of exciting. And I still think it's a better fit than the White Sox, even though Dan's going to kill me for saying that. Uh, But then at the same time, I I mean, I wanted him on the Yankees. But Andujar is basically our future at third base, and it's good to show that confidence in him. I don't know. Um... I don't, I don't know if you have any predictions for Machado on the Padres. I mean, it's, it's a team that's in a very strong division, the NL West, with the former NL champion, Dodgers, who he was playing with just a few months ago, uh, and a few other teams that also made the playoffs in the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. So got tough stuff there. I, I don't know what you think, but um, I, I, I'm excited to see Machado on the Padres in a few years. It's not not this year. Yeah, I mean, with a contract <laughs> like that, it was obviously a money decision. Mm-hmm. I think that... But it's also a f- it's like a down-the-road decision. Yeah, that's no, awesome. yeah, and, and that's what's good because I didn't think a team like the Yankees trying to sign him right now for that amount of money, it's worth it. Because yeah. who knows what's going to happen with the Yankees in 10 years. I mean, you know, there should be a couple wins from now towards, like, the next five. Yeah. But... You know, what happens after that? We're still stuck with all this money tied down with Machado if the team isn't looking good. So I think it's a good move by the Padres. I think it really starts them going. They have a young farm system. I think that they have a lot of guys down the road who will be very good. And I think you can really start to build up around him now for the upcoming years. And I think Manny Machado knew that. Besides money, I think it's a place he can be the guy in the future. So I like the move. I really like it. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, I, I mean... It's tough to say it, without seeing him play yet on the team whether it's a better fit for him than the White Sox. But the reason I say that is I just feel, I, I don't know, I feel more confident in the guys that the Padres are bringing up than the White Sox. And, and the White Sox are doing these little things like signing his best friend in <laughs> Yonder Alonso and uh, another friend in John Jay. It just seemed like they were trying to cater to him as opposed to the Padres just offering the money and a really good future. I, I just think, I don't know, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. So I, I really want to get my camouflage Padres jersey with Machado on the back. Dan's probably going to steal from me and burn it at some point, but it is what it is. So, yeah, um, good job. You got a half point there. I, I, I was Now, that, that probably was harder than my next MLB quote. We'll get to that in a sec. 
But what do you got? You've got two NBA left, I believe. Or Just one, one because the yeah. other one was LeBron one. Yeah. And I actually forgot to get a quote for this topic, but I had the topic. Right. So but I, the I just found one. But okay. So a lot of people predicted the blank, so it's a team, okay. would be something of a breakout team on the strength of blanks spaced out, more blank-friendly system. So let me put this into context. I'll read again two after. Yeah, yes, please. First one is the team. Second one is a person. Third one is a person. All right. And just get, like, two. And (laughs) If you have two, you should be able to, like, fill in the pieces. Okay. So a lot of people predicted the blank team name Mm -hmm. would be something of a breakout team on the strength of blanks. So that's person. Spaced out, more blank, another person, friendly system. But the best team in the league, anyone who says they saw that coming is a liar. Okay. Um, okay. That's um, spaced out, team friendly, or player friendly. Because it's not, it, I can rule the Warriors out immediately because there wasn't a coaching change. There wasn't a new player brought in. I immediately think like Raptors or Bucks. And I'm going to say Raptors, Scott something, I forget his name, and then Kawhi Leonard. It's actually Bucks. Damn it, <laughs> Mike Budenholzer. Yep, and I knew it was Budenholzer and like, Giannis. I should have just guessed the team that I knew the coach for. Yeah. it's a, it's um Nick and, Nurse, and they are <coughs> best in the league currently. They have yeah, the best record. That's right. Damn. So I really just brought this up because I want to break down the MVP race right now. Yeah. So we have Harden, Giannis, and Paul George, and Harden has been pretty much a lock all season. Last night he did just lose his scoring streak of thirty plus points with twenty eight points, but still. That's crazy how close he is. And he was basically a lock. That streak was insane. He's been playing amazing. The Rockets are doing very well this year. But Giannis has been on fire. So post-All-Star break, he's beat the Celtics. He beat the Timberwolves. And since the All-Star break, he's averaging 28.5 points, 11.5 rebounds, and 6.5 steals. Jeez. So... And let's not discredit Paul George. He's had a fantastic year. This is the year I wanted to see after having made that initial signing with the Thunder. He's staying. He's He has become the star of that team. He's crept over Westbrook. Westbrook is the complimentary player, and it's working well. The Thunder are, I believe, third in the West, which is a, an amazing feat. If, if you start talking about teams like the Warriors and Rockets, I, who I think are one or two, unless the Nuggets are two. Nuggets are two, I think. Yeah. yeah. So... Even even so, that's very impressive for the Thunder to be doing this year. Oh yeah, and I really I'm looking at them this playoff year. I I like the Thunder. I like Westbrook and I like Paul George a lot. So Paul George is that like third guy who is having a great year. Any other year would probably be a much tighter MVP race. But Giannis and Harden have been fire on yeah. fire. So basically, what it takes because as of right now, it is Harden who should be winning out as MVP. Uh. I, I read a bunch today that was saying Harden still. Okay. I, but basically okay. to beat him out, the Bucks and Thunder or Thunder need to finish out as the best team in the league, which the Bucks are currently doing. And then and Giannis or Paul George need to have massive performances down the stretch to ensure that yeah. okay. they can get well, past Harden. Based on the post All Star break playing of both Giannis and Harden I'd say Giannis can definitely take it over. And yeah. I think that's why he's become like, the best And his team favorite. is number one in the East yeah. and currently the number one in all of the NBA. Yeah. 
So it's definitely possible. And a couple of weeks ago, we were saying that it's pretty much locked in for Harden. Right, and now it's all tight. Of a sudden, and it's that's why race. it's exciting. We finally have a close race. I mean, we. It's just like in the past we've been able to say, oh, Harden's winning this year. Oh, Steph, KD, LeBron. And sure, it's like different players every year. It's different from the Warriors winning all the championships or the Cavs. Uh, but now we finally have a race that, like, it's tight. You know, we, yeah. we're going to have a fun time guessing, like we did uh, last year, who's going to win all the awards. Because most improved, I think D'Angelo Russell should be up there. But there's a lot of guys up there, as usual. Um Rookie of the year, DeAndre Aiden. No one talks about him, but he's having a great he's year. He's having a great year, but you and you never hear anything about him. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm, I'm all in on Luca. Of course, I and I love Luca as well. <laughs> but like DeAndre Aiden has, I just looked it up. Like 16 and 11 is his yeah. numbers. Like that's crazy, especially yeah. for a rookie. Uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, Coach of the year, probably Budenholzer, because of this quote as mm-hmm. well. I don't know. Um, before I get to my quote though, this just in: we're 16 minutes into the Duke Virginia Tech game. Virginia Tech is up three points, so 29-26. Virginia Tech is ranked 20th, so it's not like they're a bad team. Uh, but RJ, crazy. 0 for 5 shooting, 0 for 4 from 3, only has two points. He does have three assists. Cam Reddish, meanwhile, has been leading them with 10 points, uh, 4 of 6 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3. All I'll say is that Duke is a very strong half, uh, heavy team. Second, ta- second half? Some yeah. Strong half. Strong second, strong half, second team. half team. Totally. And I feel like RJ is a player that can shoot out of a slump, which is really cool to see. Or he continues slumping. It's going to be interesting. So uh, that was. Uh, I'll keep. I'll keep us posted for the I next. I just feel like minutes. there hasn't been like a game or so where like RJ Barrett has just like it was like this was a god awful night for no. RJ Barrett. It's like no, he kind of shot his way out of it second half. Yeah, and he's going to be getting a lot of looks still. And with the game on the line, I could see him, you know, trying to maximize the chances of Duke winning. Yeah, and then, like, meanwhile, even even with Zion, Duke, like you said, has been stuck in close games in the first half, even with BC, you know, and they decided to win by, like, 20 at the end of that one. So nothing uh, is set in stone yet, but this is looking great for Virginia Tech if they can hold out on this because they are ranked, but a team that doesn't get talked too much in the ACC. Um, but this would be great come tournament time, you know. And I honestly think that needs to be chalked up to the coaching ability of Coach K. I really think that, like, he's the guy that, like... And I I really don't know how he's handling this team this year. I mean, like, he's definitely had, obviously, talent before, but this is arguably one of the best Duke teams that he's had in terms of talent. And I don't necessarily know if he's coaching to the players or letting them do their thing to an extent and then assessing it as the game is live and, and playing. And I don't know if that's the strategy that he's going to go with heading into the tournament, too. I, I don't know. But it feels like Coach K has been somewhat more reserved this year from any of the Duke games I've seen, even when they've been down. I feel like he's just kind of relied on his players to get the job done. And they have been, so, like, it works. But sometimes when you have star-caliber talent like that, that's what you need to do sometimes. Very good point, yeah. Um D'Angelo Russell, fun fact of the day, because <laughs> I was scrolling through Twitter. I'm sorry. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is currently averaging 20.5 points along with 6.7 assists in 30.2 minutes per game. The only other player to average 20 and 6 or better in under 31 minutes per game in NBA history is Russell Westbrook, who did it in 2013-14 at the age of 25. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, actually, I do have a question about this. It's not completely random. Um, ESPN put out like the best 25 players under 25 today or yesterday. Okay. They put D'Lo at 13, uh, and there were, he was one of only six All-Stars on the list. 
Uh, do you feel like that's a little unfair? I think that, I think he should break top ten for sure. Maybe at ten. I mean, but I, I I'll no, show I, you. I, I, let me call it up. Yeah, let me see the list. I but I think I, he deserves to be in within ten. Um, they uh, Siakam was twelve, and I like yeah, Siakam's great, but yeah. come on, D'Lo is definitely better than Siakam. So okay, it looks like it's an insider article. I saw a picture of it somewhere. No, it was on like Sports Center or something. Maybe I can get it on the Celtics blog here. Uh, nope. They had, let's see. They, probably they had Tatum at eight, which I think is a hot take. Yeah, he's, he's talented, but he has been. Dropping. I still think I still think he should be top ten. I'd still put Tatum in my top ten. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who else there would be. Um, they had Kuzma and Karis LeVert tied at twenty one. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I could I, see that. Yeah. I'm cool with that one. I don't really have an argument there. I'm trying to find. They have like a gallery. Maybe this. Oh, it's on Reddit. Perfect. Let's go. Uh, Giannis at one, completely yeah. fine with that. That's Embiid cool. at two, Jokic at three. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns at four, Simmons at five. Yeah, uh, I'm fine so far. Luca already at six. That's a bit of a hot take. Donovan Mitchell at seven. That's Donovan his. Donovan Mitchell's good. He's had a bit of a slower season, but Donovan Mitchell had a fantastic I, season. I last wouldn't year. put him over D'Lo. Like, and I was actually having this discussion with Ryan Mealy and Quinn. None of us put. Uh, it was it was like deciding between four players. Ben Simmons. I, I think <laughs> I would put Let me him give you this list, actually. Give me your list. Simmons, D'Lo, um, Booker, and Mitchell. Simmons, D'Lo, Booker, Mitchell. Okay. That was my order, I think. Or maybe it was Mitchell before Booker. I'm but going that was my order. Simmons? Totally. I think I'm still going Mitchell for now. Okay. Mitchell, D'Lo, okay. Devin Booker. All right, so fine. After Mitchell at 7, it's Tatum at 8, like I said. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox at 9, Booker at 10, and then Porzingis at 11, even though he's been hurt all year. Yeah, I'm, at 12. Porzingis, Porzingis is really good, though. Yeah. I, I'd put him in that top 10 yeah. range. Siakam's 12, and then D'Lo's 13. So, so I think D'Lo should be up within the 10. I think Luka Doncic should slide out of the 10. He's still way too young. Yeah. If you base this list upon Tatum's Donovan Mitchell last yeah. year, you could easily have him at That's where true. That's uh, true. Luka Doncic is right now. True. I'd move Donovan Mitchell, I think, down a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siakam can go down. Siakam at 12 isn't, like, crazy. I'd it's put just him down over. Maybe like 15, like 15, 16. Yeah. yeah. I, it's just a list. It's just one person's opinion. But I thought that was... Yeah. No, that, that's no. Nah, he should definitely be moved up. Yeah. All right. Well. Anyway, let me get back to my baseball quote. Uh, but that was a crazy stat, though. That D'Lo is one of only two players to do that. The, you can always find those kinds of statistics, but it's cool to read them when you do. All right. One more quote. Pretty long. Uh, tell me the player and the team that this is about, or the player that said it and the team it's about. Uh, this actually might be kind of tough. Hopefully you've been uh, involved in MLB I think, today. I think I got right. it. I think I know what it okay. is. I'm pumped. It's such a great place. I really enjoy the fact there's a comfor- comfortability here. You know the coaches. You know the players. Some of my best friends are on this team. I grew up here in this organization, so it feels like home in a way. I've been here since the tide has changed, so that's a really good feeling. I was part of that change. You want to win in a place where you've been all your life. So... That's a hint right there. Like, yeah, I think I'm going to go with biggest news of today with Nolan Arenado and the Colorado Rockies. Boom. That's a full Let's point. Go. Let's Who says I'm not a baseball guy? Let's go. Let's go. All right. Can, can you tell me or maybe get close to the amount of money he signed No, for? he got a lot. I think it was eight years yep. and oh man, I'm trying to blank. 
I, I don't know the exact money. I know it was eight years. $260 million. Yeah. That's 32 to $35 million a year, uh, depending on some of the years of the contract. Crazy. So he also has an opt-out after the third year. This I, man I is getting paid. This man is getting really paid. And this takes out a rumored top free agent target for the Yankees in 2020 because it looked like he was their guy over Machado if they wanted to sign a future third baseman. Now you got to put your confidence in Andujar, which might be a good thing. You know, I was kind of saying that earlier, but I th- this is crazy. This is historic. I think this is the most um, money or salary paid per year any player's excuse me gotten before. So pretty cool. But uh, again, this is the NL West. I'm telling you, this is going to be maybe the best division in baseball apart from the AL East still because you got the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Rays are coming up a little bit. Um. We are a few weeks out of opening day. I believe 30 days away. Let's do a little bit of baseball predictions right now because okay. maybe we can just talk about the Yankees. Maybe we can get a little more general. But, you know, we've watched a few of the first spring training games. We've seen Luke Voigt mash a home run. Tulowitzki in his first at-bat in a Yankee uniform hit a home run. Cool stuff like that uh, as we are homers here on Senior Quotes. Um, what do you think? What are, what are the first few baseball predictions that come to your mind? I think the Yankees, I, the, I'm literally setting my sights at the World Series this year. I know that's high, but I think we definitely improved our pitching over this offseason. I think that, you know, at the end of the season, we weren't necessarily looking at Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. That Those were added pluses, but we got the pitching that we needed. And we have guys coming back. We saw Luke Voigt hit a smash home run. We saw Glaber Torres hit a bomb at his first at-bat. I think this Yankees team is ready, and they got what was needed to come back and take down a star team like the Red Sox. And like I've been saying, I think there's a time in the playoffs where that team of destiny comes around and the pitching is on, everyone's hitting right. Mm -hmm. I feel like in baseball it's a lot more apparent than other sports, but the team of destiny is a thing, and I think the Yankees have everything in place to be that team. Yeah. I think that we're going to see the Red Sox still very, very good. Yeah. And I think, you know, it'll be a cool series to play, get to play against them too in the playoffs. But I think the Red Sox aren't, they really haven't improved much, Mm -hmm. and I think it's not enough for them to go back-to-back or even, you know, as far in the playoffs. I think, actually, roles will be reversed between Yankees yeah. and Red Sox this year. I think so. I, I mean, it's just, you have to... Well, when a team like the Yankees, who won 100 games last year, goes out and spends $300 million between extensions and new players, you have to do something. And, and the Red Sox had a very quiet, if not completely blank, offseason. They, they lost multiple bullpen pieces, including Joe Kelly... And we're assuming Craig Kimbrell, who hasn't signed a deal yet, could maybe sit out the entire year because for some reason he thinks he's better than Mariano Rivera. Uh, Hot take there, but we won't dive into that right now. Anyway, I I just think the Red Sox have stood pat for too long and just haven't done anything to, to make them the top competitor even in the AL East. At the same time, though, I mean, people were saying the Yankees were the favorites last year. The Red Sox came out as that team of destiny, like you said. Uh, and got a lot out of their trades, such as Steve Pierce, who won the World Series MVP. Uh, that dude's a Yankee killer, former Yankee. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think the Yankees should be looking World Series or bust right now. I know a lot of people called uh, Hal Steinbrenner cheap for not giving Machado his $300 million, But like I, like I said, yeah. 
I mean, you 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 made a great point as to why we shouldn't have done that. But then again, like someone on Twitter pointed out, we've spent over three hundred million dollars this year. It's not that the Yankees are penny pinchers. It's just that we're being smart about where we're putting that money now, and it's awesome. I mean, this does look like a bright future for us, and we spent the money the right way. The Aaron Hicks deal is incredible. Seven years for seventy million. Um, giving seven years to an injury-prone player sounds scary, but that's where you get ten million dollars salary for a dude who put up three times as much WAR as Bryce Harper last mm-hmm. year. Like, it's crazy. And Harper's gonna get like three hundred fifty million, and he's yeah. also kind of injury-prone. So. I don't know. I, it looks like Cashman's still, you know, making his crazy deals. Uh, he traded Sonny Gray for, like, a first-round pick. And, I, you know, there's only a specific draft pick that can be traded in the MLB. Not a lot of people even know that. Well, he knew that, and he got it. So, I like that, yeah. Yeah. And uh, another Yankees uh, prediction is I think that Stanton is really going to come into his own. I hope so. This season, and I think he's going to be that guy that we wanted him to be from the start. I think the... First day, first year jitters are out, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to step up and be the guy. And actually, hot take, I'm going to say he's going to be the best hitter on the Yankees this season. That'd be awesome because, I mean, Judge has been amazing these past he's few years. He's been improving every year, too. Yeah, crazy so. enough. Gary Sanchez has to be motivated to come back. He hit <laughs> under 200, I believe, under he the just cracks me line. He, he's, I, I love Gary Sanchez, but, you know, he's not that great behind the plate. And when he's not hitting, it's like, why is this guy on our team still? Let's hope he figures it out just like Stanton. Who was the other catcher that we had, too? Austin Romine. Yeah, Romine's great, too. He's still here. He's not the best hitter, but he actually came up clutch a few times last year. And, I mean, he's he's just a cool guy. I, I like. I came around on him. It's, it's tough to like the backup catcher a lot because whenever he starts, it's usually a dude who can't hit and it's just there because he knows how to play defense. But I, I like Romine. Um, come around on him. Yeah, uh, before we get into the Bachelor talks, I know we need to cover that. Um, I do have a few comments from the listeners. Uh, Butterfield wasn't able to listen today, but he said he loves the Hicks deal. Uh, he says, let the fans know. And he says, I will win the Fantasy Baseball League. What do you think about that? Hot take. I'm coming <laughs> in and winning it all. Ooh, all right. Yeah, because we, we decided uh, last night that we're going to start a new league. Going to go 10 people. Um, nothing crazy in the rule book. I, I, last time I did a baseball league, it's been a while, I think it was with, like, Sheridan and somebody. We did negative 100 points every time a pitcher balked. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) just, like, something random becoming, like, a huge uh, penalty. And I was, like, thinking about putting that in this one but decided against it. We do have, like, 25 points for a perfect game. That's cool. uh, Like, 10 for a no-hitter and then, like, maybe 5 for a walk-off, stuff like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I haven't played in a while. It's going to be fun to really, like, focus in on it. Um... Then we also had my dad asking when we were talking about March Madness earlier, uh, what do you think about both St. John's and Providence in terms of the tourney? So I really like St. John's. I'm all in on uh, Chris Mullen as coach. Yeah. I, I love that team. I always like St. John's. Besides St. John's, though, I do like – I have always liked Georgetown, too, because right, that so Ewing Mullen yeah. combo when they play each other. So as long as one of those two teams are in, I'm kind of rooting for them. Also – St. John's is the uh, alma, alma mater, right? I think that's how you say it. Of? Of J. Cole. So oh, I didn't know that. Got to show love for J. Cole. Cool. Yeah. He was a St. John's alumni. Cool. Communication major, actually. Yeah. So there you go. How about Providence? Because um, we saw them play here, and they yeah. were awesome. Providence has been good. They uh, Didn't they beat someone big recently? Did they take down Nova? Was they that a thing? Down, it was either, didn't they play like Xavier? Let me see. I'll check. I'll check. Uh, yeah, they're playing Butler right now. They're winning. Yeah, I, I mean, I love 
Coach Cooley, he, he's the man. Bully. Coach Bully, the boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, love Providence, love St. John's. Well, they're would, only 15 and 13, so let me point that out. So, okay. so they might not, not make it, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, that's not a record that's going to get you there all the time. Um, let me find St. John's record as well. They're they're better. I was looking at mock drafts, or sorry, mock brackets. Well, they're 20 and 8. They're a yeah. good team. Yeah, they were, uh, there was mock brackets, and they had... St. John's being a eight or nine seed, okay, which is pretty solid for the tournament. So wow, but Providence beat St. John's by nineteen. Yeah, they so got beat up by Xavier. They got beat up by Marquette and Villanova. But they Marquette's beaten St. John's year, twice. They've just lost a lot of games recently. I mean, we know from literally calling the game how good Providence can be. Yeah, but it looks like they're a bubble team at best, and they have a similar record to us, and we're not coming close to the tournament. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, the Magic are beating the Knicks by 10 right now. 14 there we go. To four. Keep it up. And uh, at halftime, Virginia Tech is winning by three. It's 37-34. to 34. Okay. R.J. Barrett ended the first half with a layup. Uh, his first made field goal out of seven attempts. It's all good. He's um, coming back strong in the Cam Reddish looking really good with 12 points in the first half. Yeah, I think he's going to be good in the NBA. He just needs to find exactly what team he fits into perfectly. He'll be like, like the fifth or sixth pick, I think. Yeah, I, I just think that like he needs the right situation yeah. like if there were some way that the warriors were able to draft him that would be perfect yeah like he would fit in so well with that team so that's what the lakers need the lakers if they keep losing yeah and then trade up a little bit maybe yeah, they can maybe get i them. like that a lot All right, yeah yeah um i'm trying to think of another team maybe like in the east who could use that you know honestly well kind of kind of work the nets but the nets aren't gonna be up there yeah i don't i was gonna say the nets could work i don't know who else who else is bad <laughs> who is I mean, just as bad as the Knicks. The Hawks, but Hawks could use him. Actually, I would like that. Yeah, yeah. Trey Young and him together as a, Young as a John combo. Collins, right? They're that's like a really borderline like C grade, D grade Stephen yeah, Clay. Yeah, that's cool. I'd like that. And with John Collins acting as yeah, like Draymond. John yeah, Collins actually, is really good. John that, Collins is really good. That team, uh, if they developed, would actually end up being fairly good. Yeah, I like that. All I like right, that move a lot. Hawks. So, so there we go. We'd have Zion to the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, John Morant to the, the Suns. RJ to the Knicks. RJ to the Knicks. And Cam to the Hawks. Cam to the Hawks. That'd be cool. I would not necessarily mind that draft going down that way. Yeah. And then who's the. F- is it like Nasir Little? I, I forget. The, the fifth uh, player. Rui, Rui, I think, is going to bump up too, yeah. especially because of the tournament. Yeah. And I don't know who would be around that area. Maybe the. There's like one more team that we're all blanking on, I feel would like. He, would he be considered a center in the NBA? I don't know. Maybe I, if you paired I, I him it could up, be like a three. Yeah, if you paired him up with uh, Mobamba and Ooh. with the Magic, yeah, that'd okay. be cool. Sure, that makes so sense. That, yeah. hey, that'd be good. that'd be a great draft. I'd like really like all those yeah. picks. But you obviously know that one GM's gonna mess it up for everybody. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's no it's doubt. Probably about that. the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> nah, if anything, the Knicks are gonna be the ones that take Zion. And yeah, like, it's still a good fit. In yeah, my opinion. we'll see. All right, we've got a few more minutes, and you know what that means? It's Bachelor time. Let's do it. All right, so Bachelor Recap. <laughs> it is Hometown Week. Ooh. Ooh. So hometowns are always the time where they gas it up on the commercials and be like, oh, everyone hates the guy. And then they're like, nah, like you can have my daughter. So that pretty much happened. So first he went to Kaylin's. Kaylin's was pretty cool. Uh, good family. It went well. I didn't think there the, were any issues. Yeah, there wasn't yeah. anything necessarily bad. I thought they had a good time. We'll get to why they might not <laughs> have had a good time later. Yeah. Uh, then he went to. Um, 
I believe Hannah G was Hannah next. G. The etiquette class. The, the etiquette class was weird. I, like, I mean, I think Colton's a good enough guy. I mean, I guess he didn't know how to butter his bread properly. He's super polite. I don't. Yeah, get he's it. a good guy. And like, like, who has the time? Just, just a direct quote of him. Who has the time to just tear little pieces off the bread <laughs> every single time? No one does. Yeah, that. I mean, I do it. So what? Yeah. When? I, I do it all the that's time. A hot yeah, take. no, I always do that. Um, you butter it full. No, but no, I, I, I rip. I tear. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that was weird. Yeah. But I guess it went fairly well with her family, too. I mean, like, Hannah G has just been consistently that number one. She's the number one. She, no doubt. They easily have the strongest chemistry all around. I say all around because he has some very hot chemistry with Cassie. We'll get to her later. And just general chemistry with Tasha too. Yeah, and, and great chemistry with Tasha. And Tasha, the only issue was that her dad said no at first but then kind of talked to Tasha. yeah and he gave him the blessing yep. so i like Tasha too i think they're a good fit there was just some weird drama going on with Tasha and some of the other girls so i'm yeah, not completely yeah, yeah. sold That's a good point. why i am sold on hannah g though is because she easily avoided all that and kept quiet that is why she is the number one pick of the <laughs> bachelor <laughs> she's probably gonna win cassie so cassie was bad like that was a bad time with the parents like he just yeah. said straight up no which might not necessarily be the worst thing. Maybe Colton needed to hear that. Like, he finally, like, listened to a father who, like... Was hesitant. Understood yeah. about how this show works and was like, no, you're saying the same exact thing to three other girls, to three other fathers. Like, why should I be the one to tell you yes when mm-hmm. you've said the same exact thing? So, maybe it's Good what boy. he needed. I definitely think he likes Cassie a lot. But the big drama is what causes Colton to hop the fence. We've been oh. waiting for weeks. Oh, man. And it's happening next week. So, Kaylin oh. got sent home. Yeah, what the heck? Really weird. Came out of nowhere. Why? I, I thought it was going to be Cassie after that hometown. and It should have been. It should have been. Like, I'm a big fan of hers, but... I think Colton just really wants to get her to Fantasy Suite Weekend. Maybe. That's basically Maybe. why, I think. So, is, is Tasha and Hannah G the final two? I right? think Tasha and Hannah G are the final yeah. two. I'm going to say Hannah G wins it. Tasha becomes Bachelorette. Wow. But That's a kind of hot take. Like, I don't think Tasha will be my I think she will be. But mm. I'm going to say that Cassie messes up this week. And yeah. we've seen from the preview she messes up. I think this is what causes Colton to hop the fence. Uh-huh. My hot take is he does take her to Fantasy Suites. Things happen. People <laughs> have some fun. And after that, she does not feel those same feelings. Because... Damn. She had told him, or she it wasn't she what she told him. Very she did not tell him that she was falling in love, and it's what he wanted oh, to hear. True. So I think they take that next step, and afterwards, Cassie's not feeling it and tries to leave. And Colton is heartbroken and wishes he had Kaylin back. Because wow. Kaylin should still be there. That is all. That should basically be The Bachelor for next week. Heard it here first. You don't even have to watch this show. Yeah. There you go. Well, you should, because you yeah. got to see him hop the fence. It's, it's true. probably the most athletic thing I've seen all year. Yeah. And we've been talking about Zion every day. True. Good point. All right. With that, um, you it. won this week. Did I really? Yeah. Let's so, go. Because because I didn't get a single point or half point from the uh, Bucks comment, and you still pulled a half point with Machado. Let's go. Uh, therefore, you did win by a half point, even though I got the... Uh, two Lakers questions, right? Which I'm still impressed by. Proud of this one. But congrats on that dub, um, especially with the two MLB quotes in there. You're, you're proving your worth there. Let's go. And hopefully I can bounce back over after break. So uh, we won't have an episode next week, but stay tuned. We'll be back in two weeks with some new interviews, with some new shows, and just us. We're back. Yeah. Yep. All right. Love so <laughs> we'll be taking a hiatus, and then we'll be back. 
Love you guys. Love you. <laughs> All right.